Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance to support the podcast, go over to iTunes and leave us a nice review or if you find it in your heart of hearts, to share it with a family or friends or a stranger on the street or that lady who's uh, you know, trying to wrangle her kids in the shop, you know, in the shopping line. You know, tell her about our podcast. <laughs> yeah, or or send us a note. We send love hearing note. from you guys. Yeah, we love guys. hearing from you guys. We do. It it makes us feel good. Yeah, go like one of Ariel's posts on Instagram. Oh, don't don't push them to Instagram. I have been so bad about Instagram, y'all. Right. I had this really great intentions of keeping everything up and mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm on Instagram. In we have the Facebook happened. group. Yeah, and no. I, I, man, I've been so busy. We so, have been so busy. But, you know, we appreciate well, all your well wishes. <laughs> well, the, the, the important thing is, is to know that Ariel and I are, are right now in Rivendale. We're all staring at each other. And I'm going to take the ring to Mordor tomorrow. <laughs> We're potty training the three-year-old. <laughs> She's I, not quite I, three yet. Oh, I will take the ring to Mordor. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I think this is a divide and conquer method. Our older daughter has a soccer game and we have a, a play we're going to go see. Yep. And maybe that's for the best because then you can focus on that little one and yep. keeping her uh, and going the, every t- we do 15, the, 20 minutes. Uh, 72 hour method or it's a right now our our youngest is humming uh, Elsa songs. Yeah, you know, she's going to the magic is coming, and she's going to become a big girl tomorrow. We threw away all her diapers, and she bought her little undies and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, it it worked with our older daughter. We did this big thing with she, how hey. you know she was going to change into a big girl overnight. She came it, into our bedroom. It worked with her. Of yeah, course it's going to work with the. She the came to our bedroom one. the next morning, and she was. We were like, <gasps> big girl. Who, who is this? We don't even recognize you. You're so big now. And she Are you like our child. She bought it like hook, line, and sinker. Oh, and then you know, from that you know time on, she used the potty. So, uh, yeah, uh, think good thoughts for us. We're going with when, the, you, when you hear this episode, it will mode. already be over. So, oh, yeah. think retroactive good thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah message us on Facebook and see how it went. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna look like that scene from um, uh, I think Community where it's the meme where. Uh, uh was what's the his his rapper name is childish gambino what's the oh Don, uh, donald played, lover is that is yeah that his name? yeah the atlanta show yeah he, yeah, yeah. yeah he played in uh lando and yeah, solo yeah. okay yeah it's where he walks in and he's got the pizzas and he walks into the room and everything's on fire <laughs> that's <laughs> how i feel like tomorrow's gonna go <laughs> well gosh i hope not <laughs> nothing to see here nothing to see here anyway we're, we're losing time today is like that sequel that you never knew you wanted, but you wanted. It's sort of like when you saw the trailer to the new Top Gun, and you're like, wait a minute, he's 50, but they're flying real airplanes. I can't wait. We did an episode last year about homeschooling through the summer, and today we're going to actually go through a little bit of what we did in that episode, but also we're going to talk about a lot of new ideas, 
um, mm-hmm. that we, we kind of came We're up evolving, with. We're evolving, y'all. We are. You know, as we grow up and mature and become wise podcasters and wise parents and wise homeschoolers. <coughs> oh, boy. That was a lot of throat clearing there. <laughs> There's a lot of throat clearing. We have new ideas and new, and new, and new things. Yeah, we, we want to share them with you. You know, now's Absolutely. the time we're all kind of getting geared up for summer. Exactly. Even we are starting our summer planning. So, Especially the people who are listening in the Wayback Machine. It's May. Yeah, it's like the middle of May, so we're getting geared up for the summer. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we're actually going to do two episodes. So yeah. this episode, we're going to give a bunch of, uh, we'll do a very brief recap of the previous show about some highlights of ideas. Then we're going to have a whole host of new ideas to help fill your summer with mm-hmm. fun and education. Um, and then next week, we're going to have a podcast about what we plan to do this summer. It's just too much to cover. It's too much fun to have to to. <laughs> To be had in just one episode, so we're going to split it up. And we're jabber monkeys, you know, we we could talk a lot. We are, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we don't get to talk very much anymore because our children are getting in between us. It's sort of like, it's sort of like the dog when it bothers you, you know, know, it's time to feed me, right? But imagine that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, my parents are talking. They're not talking to me. All right, fine. (laughs) Yeah. What about this new Elsa? (laughs) <laughs> what about this new tv show yes it's odd squad i know yeah well i don't know it's our podcast i guess we get to talk as much yeah, as we want absolutely so let's go into what we did we did last last summer a little bit about that the the homeschooling through the summer you know we had a lot of ideas around there and you know the, the first thing that we you know we kind of did was you know identify the priorities that you have that you want to keep going on you know for us we've always talked if everything about, else goes out the window yeah we've always talked about we you know how we like to homeschool all year round it gives a lot more time a lot more freedom um, so that we don't feel as rushed during the normal normal year. But a lot of times you may want to think about, okay, well, I can't do everything I'm normally doing because it's there's always going to be so much going on in the summer. You know, you may just want to like limit it to the priorities you want, the math and the reading and kind of that core, common core type of Well, whatever mentality. it is that you don't, maybe you don't want to lose ground or maybe you've just, yeah. you've just broken through and you've got some really great momentum. So, you know, think about like, if nothing else happens this whole summer, what am I going to be happy that I got done? Um, yeah, losing it, the value, whatever that is. Yeah, losing that valuable ground. I, I, I've made so much progress this year and I've worked so hard with my oldest on like reading and math and everything. I cannot, like, I couldn't bring it in my heart to like stop in yeah. six weeks and say, okay, we're not going to do anything for, you know, three months. It's just, I, it, I would be feel like I'm giving up so much ground. I, I couldn't afford to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, your mileage may vary, yeah, exactly. whatever it is for your family. But really the the point of this is at the end yeah. of the summer, you don't want to sit there and be like, oh man, what <laughs> we, we wasted all this time or I, you know, I'm so, we're so far behind, you know, just come up with the things that are going to make you feel good at the end. If nothing else happened, at least these happened. So priorities. Yeah, and the next thing that we talked about is, you know, trying new stuff, new, new unit studies, you know, doing deep dives into, you know, some interests. So you may break for the summer and, and you may want to start um, trying something that the student's interested in. You may ask them, hey, you know, are you interested in dinosaurs now? now? Or are you know, you're interested yeah. in pirates or whatever? Whatever that interest is, maybe you can find a unit study and deep dive into it. Yeah, it's a great time to have a break from, you know, your yeah. normal routine and your normal curriculum. If you wanted to give unit studies a try this summer, it's a yeah. fantastic time to well, do that. They're they're short. You know, you can usually like make them as short or long as you want. A lot of the unit studies, especially something like Build Your Library, has a lot of unit studies. Blossom and Root have unit studies. There's there's tons of great unit studies out there. Um, they're all they'll all say like 
three to five weeks or four <laughs> to six. You know, you can kind of make them what you want them to be. Yeah. You can also make your own unit studies. You don't need to buy one. You could definitely, you know, go out and make something if your kid's super interested in something very niche or you just don't, you know, want to spend, spend something, you want to make your own. Mm-hmm. That, you can totally do that too. But summer is a great time for unit studies. It's a very low pressure way to get in uh, some cool some cool learning. Yeah, and we have a sample size of our homeschool journeys of like 25, 30 now. And we just know that everybody's eclectic homeschoolers. There's nobody who just, you know, does. Well, nobody does we've talked to anyway. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> eclectic. So we know all of you are out there just like picking and choosing unit studies all day long and small curriculum. But yeah, you know, so. sometimes it's like, you know, you, you have some real plans like this school year. I want to get all these things accomplished. It's kind of nice during the summer to be like, eh, let's do a unit study. Yeah. The next idea is leaning into the thing that Ariel loves to do and we love to do. And that's game schooling. Ariel, tell them about your afternoon. Yeah, no, I think we played like 11 games this afternoon. Oh, we were just like ripping through games. She wanted game school heater. That's yeah, like she wanted a whole, our fastball up in the a whole um, afternoon of games, you know, and when we played, <laughs> she was... She she had to do all the scores, so she did so much math. And then we were reading the names of characters. We were playing the Dinosaur Tea Party, and uh, she had to read all the names of the characters, and we played mm-hmm. Al Fox, and she had to read the names of the suspects. And so she was, like, reading. She was doing math. She was doing logic and deduction. There was so much learning there, um, and it was a whole afternoon of games. So if you haven't gotten a chance to, you know, really get into games or – you know, you can game school through the summer. I think that's a really fun option. No, I absolutely agree. Next thing that we talked about before, and we'll make sure to link this podcast in the show. Yes, yeah, so you so can listen to the whole you thing. You listen to the whole thing. We're just kind of doing a short recap, you know, changing up things that aren't working. Um, you know, sometimes people may have curriculums that may not be firing on all cylinders or they may yeah. not, you know, be enjoying a certain topic or a certain type of, you know, task that you're doing. You may want to try to change it up. It might be a great time mm-hmm. to do that. You know, we talked about some people potentially you know, testing out new curriculums or new, new methodologies. You may be a classic school, you know, classic education, classical education style, and you may want to try more of a Charlotte Mason thing, or maybe you want to try unschooling for the summer, or you might want to try more of an eclectic homeschooling because you just do a normal box curriculum all year long. Trying up new things is a great time for that. It's a low impact time to do it. Yeah, you know, it's a low it, risk as well. It, exactly. So especially I find that, you know, we've, we've stuck with something for the whole school year because we, hey, I, I, I bought this and we're, you know, we're going to stick it out, right? I have capital uh, in this. Yeah, I don't know. We're so invested. Uh, the summer is a great time if you feel like maybe that's not working out as well as it could. Summer is a great time to try new things. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you know, in the summer, we're making trips. We're going on family trips. Especially this year. Especially God this willing. year. My God, everything's opened up. You know, it's a great time for you to get out on the road, um, drive to that local park, you know, doing some road schooling, doing some a lot of camping. I know a lot of us will be doing that because, you know, God, I mean, hotels are expensive. Woman. Yeah. I mean, well, crazy. I mean, wherever so, you're yeah, going. Camping is cheap and a lot of us camp and going places. And yeah. Doing road or, schooling. you know, whatever vacation you're going to go yeah. on as a family, there's there's something educational to be learned Absolutely. everywhere you go. So, uh, you know, there's there's some ideas in the last podcast, but really just talking about, um, you know, being thoughtful about where you're traveling and what the your children could learn while they're there or before going and they could study about it and then go. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of homeschoolers may be just coming out of the pandemic and they're, they're you know, they're, even if you're thinking about putting your kid back into the public school or going to the parent partnership or going to a private school, you have a chance to spend the summer still homeschooling. And and every summer is every a summer homeschool is, opportunity. is an opportunity to homeschool. And you may be one of these kind of, you know, kind of a, a, a hybrid where you're doing homeschool in the summer and then you're doing regular school in the, in the fall and the spring. So you never know, right? Like yeah. whatever is fitting into your family doesn't mean you have to stop homeschooling. Right. Absolutely. You know, and then edgy parenting. 
Yeah, Edgy Parenting. Uh, we, again, we, Daniel we Dabbs could. from uh, Board Game Babies. That's we right, just Dan love this. Uh, yeah. we, we love this term. So anything that you're doing, whatever it is throughout the summer, whether you're getting together with family, you're doing barbecues, you're doing a lot of cooking. I know mm-hmm. our girls are going to be, uh, my, our daughter's really into cooking. So, you know, she's wanting to learn that. Whether you're in the pool, in the backyard, just keeping that mind out for education through your yeah. normal day-to-day life where, you know, sometimes I think that as much as we're homeschoolers, through the year, we kind of, I know I do, uh, lean on the curriculum, you know, that we, yeah. that we got. And we don't necessarily need to look for other opportunities to make everything educational because a lot of our day already is. <laughs> um, but during the summer, if, you know, it's not that way, then you have to kind of keep your eyes peeled for places that you, you can add education in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, I, I, I love the idea. I love that idea of like uh, what you said of like leaning on the curriculum. I do feel like I lean on the curriculums a lot. And right. when I'm not doing the curriculums, I'm like, okay, I get kind of spacey, right? But you're right. Choose education. Choose. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say that, you know, there there is something to learn everywhere. And I would yeah. love to say that during the school year, uh, when we're doing a bunch of curriculums and we're going to our parent partnership, that we were thinking about education all the time, even on the weekends. But there's a lot of it's like... Some of us we, are just trying to survive. We here. already... We're just trying to survive. <laughs> we've already, we already do so <laughs> much learning. All our, So much of our day is already educational based that... You know, it's it's not the first thing that always comes to my mind because I, I feel like sometimes we just want to do something that's just fun. But in the summer, you know, if you have less going on, mm-hmm. you know, just keep an eye out for how can you seek education out in all of the normal day-to-day things or cool opportunities you might have during the summer. And, and a lot of education can come through added responsibility. You know, this is something that we've been doing with our older one um, a little bit more is giving, you know, articulating to her that as she gets a little bit older, and as she gets to do new fun things, you know, the responsibility kind of naturally comes with that. Um, and, you know, being able to do new activities like, you know, cooking or maybe gardening or whatever it might be, you know, you can expand the the responsibility and in there builds more education, life skills and life experiences and responsibility. Yeah. I, I think that that fits right into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get a little bit into some new ideas. One of our favorite things was, and I think we've mentioned it a few times, is doing kind of a dinner and a movie. Um, and we really yeah. like taking media because it is there, we're, we're kind of a wash in media all the time. We have so many great television shows. We're kind of in this golden era of TV and streaming and movies and content and books. We just have so much of it, and there's just so much high quality stuff. Really leaning into kind of this, you know, media driven moments where it's like a book, some movies, yeah, maybe TV you want to dive into a book series and, and there's, series, you know, yeah. there's eight books in the series and when are you ever going to get the chance to read through them all as a family? And then maybe you watch the movies that go with them or a TV show. You can, you can compare, you can contrast, you could do a unit study around the book yeah. series. Uh, you could have your kids write some fan fiction, alternate endings, yep. do art associated with it. Like if you, if you know, uh, you, you know, you could do Harry Potter all summer, you could do yes. all the Star books Wars, or anything yeah. you know percy jackson percy or jackson. yeah yeah i mean you know you could really dive into uh you know not just a, a plethora of books at the library which i think a lot of us do during the summer and libraries often have like reading challenges during the summer too that you know you can do and then there's some sort of a, a prize at the end for the kids mm-hmm. um not just doing a plethora of books but you know, really doing like, we're going to do this whole series. Yeah, you know, sometimes we talk, uh, you know, we, we hear people talk about knowledge being, you know, oh, th- this person knows a lot about, a, you know, a little bit about a lot of stuff. You know, they have kind of a shallow, but it's mm-hmm. very broad. Um, and then sometimes we have another style of learning, which is like deep dives where 
maybe I don't learn a lot about a lot of things, but I also, I do, I can do a deep dive on a certain subject. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like that idea of, okay, we're going to read the whole series of this book and we're just going to focus on it. We're going to talk about the characters. We're going to see how things arc and change and the morals and values as it moves through. And it's like, there's a continuity in that, which creates this, you know, depth that you can share with the, you know, with your learner, whatever it might be like, like if you wanted to hit all the Harry Potters in the summer, or if you yeah. wanted to, you know, watch a bunch of TV shows, like maybe you guys are really into cars, your family, and you want to watch all the Fast and the Furious movies or whatever it might be, right? Doing kind of a fun deep dive like that would be just, I think, very, you know, engrossing, right? And fulfilling yeah. and in, in its totality. Yeah, you know, you could you could even study film about a certain time period. Or like what or, you're doing with the musicals, you know. Yeah, we're doing a mus kind of a musical study. I, I guess we'll talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in like another podcast. But, um, yeah. you know, going deep into a certain subject where, you know, something that maybe you can share with your, your learner if you really like something. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to watch some old TV shows that you used to watch as a kid, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, learn about different time periods and Absolutely. yeah culture so lots of ideas there um next you know when, when you are trying different curriculums we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier in the roundup from the previous episode you know trying new things and stuff you know you do have the ability to go out there and do curriculums and try the samples you know most curriculums nowadays um will offer you a couple lessons yeah yeah, it's it's really easy. You'll be able to download like I I mean thinking off the top of my head like Real Science Odyssey, you can get the the first couple lessons of that. And there's a lot of other ones and you go on and whatever it's the try a sample, you could do each week do a different try a sample. Absolutely. But, you know, if you're undecided about exactly what you want to do, you want to get a, an idea of how different curriculums teach things, go through and do do some fun things. It's it's uh, what we called in the last episode. It's like homeschooling R and D. It's a time to test things because yep. there's just uh, there's no expectations for the summer. Yeah, really take advantage, and especially if it's something that you may want to add in as a normal thing, like a science curriculum. You may want to test some science curriculums and see if you can find yeah. one that your your learner likes without having the full commitment of saying, "Okay, this is the one." Right. Before you put any money down. It's also a good time to, you know, depending on the age of your children, if your children are older, to sit down with them and look at all of the curriculum mm -hmm. options for the next year and really take the time that we don't normally have during the school year to look at what the possibilities are and see what your learner thinks might be the most interesting. Um, we also, uh, this is a great time to borrow from mm -hmm. a friend when they're not using their curriculum. We did that with a friend of ours. She was yeah. interested in, uh, she was doing Explode the Code and she was interested in all about reading. That's funny. Now we're doing Explode the Code. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. doing all about We'll reading. talk about that in an upcoming yeah. show. But um, you know, it was a great opportunity for us to say, hey, we'll go ahead and lend you our materials you know, because we're at a, on a break right now with this particular curriculum, you can take a look at it. That's a good thing to do during the summer too. You know, get together with some of your homeschool friends and do some curriculum shopping home on your exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do some curriculum shopping with your friends uh, at your friends' homes, you know, or your local co-op, and see what you can borrow and give it a try. It, you know, mm -hmm. so you you've got lots of options there when it comes to figuring out exactly what you want to do next year. I know a lot of people feel pressure when the spring sales happen and that's, that's April. We just went through a big spring sales session. Mm -hmm. Everyone feels pressure to buy things right then, but there will be sales again before the start of the school year. And you really don't have to make your decisions before summer begins. You can take the, your time during the summer to figure out exactly what you want to do. You know, talking about community, um, you know, when we're sharing with curriculums and doing kind of an exchange, there's a lot of activities that you can do outside the home. Um, with camps. Now, one of the mm -hmm. big problems with camps 
summer camps is that you're competing with you know the whole public school system right and and, and those parents really need those camps to, yeah. for that that child care so, so you may there may be like limited seating and it right. may be you know already full up or you may have to get on a wait list or something of that nature um, but there are a lot of camps out there that cover a lot of different co- concepts whether from animals to stem to reading outdoor stuff i mean whatever it might be yeah there's so many camps i i kind of am, am amazed getting into this world and really just hearing about it from other parents mostly public school parents yeah, yeah, that we're we like know. walking up and down the street and they're talking about camps camps so, you know, what camps are you in? what camps are you in? Like, yeah like, everyone's Whoa. doing camps and it, it's what what i think is interesting about it is that you can really hone in on anything that your kid is really interested in there's likely some sort of a day camp for that thing. And these they're, camps tend to last a couple days a week, maybe a whole week? Yeah, usually they're about a week. Um, you know, if your kid's super into, want, really wants to try you know, anime drawing, there's probably a camp for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that. if your kid's into, wants to try out archery, this is a great time to try a new sport or something is mm-hmm. to go to a camp for that. Uh, assuming it's not, you know, a really rigorous camp that's meant for, you know, folks that have a lot of experience already, but it's a good opportunity. The thing about camps, as you said, is you, you do have to be really on the ball with those. Yeah. You have to sign up pretty early. Um, there are still camp signups going on right now, so you're not too late necessarily for all of them, but just be aware that you are competing and they are, they tend to be pretty expensive. So the camps bit. around here can be anywhere from 175 to 250 a week, depending on what it is. That can be very pricey. Yeah, yeah they, they really can, but they can give some opportunities for your kids to have something really enriching uh, this year we're not going to do any camps because our, our our youngest is too young for the camps in this area and uh so you know we won't do it this year but maybe next year i could think of us maybe saying okay each of you can do a couple camps during the summer there's also summer preschools as well like there we are have that as well um I, I remember i used to do a lot of basketball camps i used to go to a lot of basketball camps every summer and mm-hmm. they would be like one or two weeks they would go to like a local college and mm-hmm. even up to high school as well they had basketball camps that i used to go to in the summer yeah i mean there's a lot of options in the summer uh, yeah. there's a there's a lot of fun things that are meant for those public school students that are now off you yeah. know you're going to find museum days and special yeah. zoo things and i mean there's there's going to be all kinds of things so i guess don't don't turn you back on uh, resources that are available to public schoolers. If you have a local um, parent newsletter in your area, things that are, are sent group, out by yeah, yeah, Facebook, group, or Facebook group for the local school district. That's a really helpful one. Yeah. Uh, we happen to be in that because we're in the parent partnership, but I could see just that being helpful to you know, know what's going on in your local community um, as far as summer options go, because yeah. they're they're available to us as well. So, and, you know, you can check to your local public schools. A lot of times they're actually, they actually host some of the camps. Mm-hmm. So there's Boys and Girls Club. And yeah. so uh, camps is a huge subject. YMCA as well. Yeah. We haven't gotten super into uh, camps ourselves, but everyone we know uses camps. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, whatever you could be interested in, there's a camp for that. Well, there's daddy camp. It's all summer long. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, next is kind of a big topic. And you know, depending on where you are in your homeschool and where your learner is, you will even you can look either forward or you can look backward and think about ways to review and mastery or excelling in, you know, whatever whatever you're doing. So, you know, the first thing you could do is look back and say, okay, what did we accomplish over this year? You know, what were the math gains? What were the reading gains? What were those science gains? And are there any, you know, deficits that you need to backfill? for whatever reason maybe they you know struggled a little bit on money or they struggled a little bit on time or whatever yeah, it is. You, you got through it but you don't feel that they really mastered, mastered it. it and this is a great time to spend that 
you know, as a little bit of a makeup time, you can use other curriculums. You can use kind of an eclectic nature. You pull, you know, do kind of a piecemeal educational thing. Whatever it is that you feel would be a great thing for your learner to bone up on and 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 really focus on. This is a way that this is the time to do that. This is a great opportunity and a great period. Even if you don't want to homeschool all summer long, but maybe you just say, you know, the handwriting is really lacking. I really want the handwriting to get better. Let's go ahead and, you know, do that. Give it some focus. Give it some really heavy focus. And maybe it's not super intense, but you're doing it every day. You know, whatever that might be, you can look backwards and say, okay, I'm going to try and improve what, you know, where we were last year. And so by having this good improvement, it will carry us right into the fall. Right. And, you know, you can help, you can help be, just be more prepared, Mm -hmm. giving kids alternate ways to prove their mastery. So even if, you know, there wasn't necessarily even a deficit, but you want them to feel really confident going into the next level of math or reading or whatever it is mm-hmm. in the fall, you know, you can really just seek out other sources so that they can get practice over and over again Absolutely. and feel really confident in themselves that they're ready to tackle the next Con- one. Confidence is a big thing, I think. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's a yeah, big key. So is. You know, you're always doing this educational stuff, but like, are they confident in what they're doing? And are they confident that they know that information forwards and backwards? Sometimes you don't feel that when you're doing the, the yeah. when you're doing the pages or you're doing the exercises or you're doing the activities you know your kids getting it cuz yeah they're progressing and you know they're they're doing well in these little you know pl- you know test exams and things like that I, you know we're doing the the math mammoth i feel like she's really getting it you know but there's a few things i'm like ah she didn't really get that and that might be a good good moment to say okay i'm going to re you know i'm going to reiterate this this summer yeah well, and i th- and i think that all of these curriculums that you you yeah. do right they teach a subject they give a little bit of opportunity to practice and then they do some sort of assessment or you do an assessment and then you move on to the next topic. You don't really dwell very long on that subject. So you're there, there's this balance between challenge mm-hmm. and mastery. You want to challenge your student enough that it, it keeps things interesting, but you also want to give them an opportunity to really revel in their mastery. And I, yeah. I don't think that a lot of time we we have the time and space in yeah. a normal curriculum to do that. So this is a good time. It's hard to fit that into your day to day. Yeah. How like, do you fit that in? Like, let's get the homework done. Like, like this week we, we were off school all week and it's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Uh, you know, let's get the homework done. You know, let's get the homeschool done early. Um, you know, we're done and then boom, let's go off to the YMCA and we can go do some play zone. Daddy can get a workout and everything. You know, you're in the rush. And then when they get out of that, you go, okay, we got to get home. We got to get some lunch into us. And then little, you know, younger sister's got to go down and then we're going to do some Lego and some games and blah, blah. Like you're not thinking about that on the day to day, you know, micro yeah. details is, is my child mastering this subject? You know, it's yeah. like, cause you've got things to do and you got, yeah, you got, you got and, things to move oh, through. Oh yeah. I got to get to soccer at five thirty today. Oh, yeah, it is. I was like, we're not thinking about that. And this is a good time for you to sit down and go, okay. I don't know if they truly know this. Maybe it's something we right. Can... Maybe look back through what you've yeah, done exactly. during the year, flip through that curriculum, and and really think about areas that either you feel like they don't know it as well, or that they don't feel confident in. Mm-hmm. So the only downside to this is your learner could get bored. Yeah. So because they have already covered this ground, so just be cautious. I think this is one where you it's need a little to bit be of finesse. Yeah. And maybe be careful about the materials that you use. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know, for instance, that your learner is really a visual, you might want to pick up like an Evan Moore book or even a a scholastic or something with really bright, bright colors. And maybe some YouTube media. Very engaging. Yeah. 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 Engaging, especially if you're going over it again. 
Yeah. If you're going over it again, just make sure that it's, you know, more exciting. This is another good opportunity too, to maybe look into an online option Mm -hmm. that you could do. Oh, maybe I'm going to do this with Khan Academy kids, or maybe I'm going to use Beast Academy or something else where maybe it's a, you know, reading eggs. It's like, it's a game, but it's also, it's also reinforcing these concepts that we learned. It's something totally different that they would not normally get to do during the school year that makes it seem kind of new. So just be watchful for, you know, you're, you're learning, getting bogged down by having to do the same thing over again. But I think there could be a lot of value in getting that opportunity to review and show mastery. Yeah. It's great to give them confidence going into the new year. So that's looking backwards, trying to improve going forwards. And the other way is, okay, my, my kid did really well this year. And I know we're going to be getting into this new stuff later this year. Maybe I want to start to preload some of that curriculum. Maybe I mm-hmm. want to push a little bit of a head. Get a jump on that school year. I want to get a year. jump on that school year. I want to get a jump on certain topics. Maybe you get them warmed up. Maybe if you're starting like a nice, you know, science curriculum or something like that, maybe you want to get them excited about science in some way. Or, um, oh, we're going to be getting into, you know, um, violin for this fall. Maybe I want to like start to do stuff now so that when they get into that class, you know, like, or sewing, you know, I know we're going to be having hopefully a sewing class for our daughter this year. Maybe we do a little bit of sewing work so that when she walks in to the class, she's not scared of, you know, the first class. Right. right. She feels Those, like she's already got some familiarity yeah. with it. Or maybe you want to start your math curriculum early for this year and say, okay, right. you know, she's, you know, she, he or she is ready. Um, let's go ahead and jump into it. Why wait? Yeah. And you know, this is really great, especially if you expect yourself to be extra busy during the year. If you have one of these full schedules with lots of activities, which I I think a lot of us tend to, it's hard coming out of the pandemic because so much was canceled. People are just revving back up. But traditionally homeschoolers are very, very busy because we have time to be in all kinds of classes. Um, so it's time for us to start showing our true colors again. Right. So, so Maybe this is a good opportunity yeah. for you to say, gosh, you know, every year uh, we try to get through this whole math curriculum and we can never finish it all in a year, <laughs> right? In the, in the normal quote unquote school year. End, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, maybe this is the time where you're like, you know, we're just going to like uh, yeah. bank some of these lessons and have a little bit of this done, maybe at a slower pace over the summer so that yeah. we're going to start maybe a quarter way into that curriculum instead and know that we're going to finish it you know, on the schedule you've set for yourself. But I also like the idea that you said something's coming up in the, in the future, whether it's, you know, an event, maybe you have a spouse who's going on a long trip out to, you know, the North slope of Alaska to do engineering work and your, your kids are, your husband's not going to be weirdly specific. Was oddly, very oddly specific because Ariel almost had to do that. Um, yeah, I did. You almost for like a to, month. I was month, almost going to go. You almost got the short straw on that one. Um, or maybe um, something's happening. Maybe you guys are planning a move at the end of the year and mm-hmm. you're going to lose two months. Or there's going to be a baby born. Or there's a baby born. Or maybe your spouse is going to be deployed for a couple months and you need to prepare for that, right? And, and you, you don't know what's coming up. This may be a good time to start to move out ahead. Absolutely. Right? That, you know, whatever that is, it doesn't just have to be, you know, golly gee whiz, I want Johnny to be graduating college at 12 years old. Sometimes life gets in the way and we want to be able to. And that's part of the joy of being able to. I want Johnny to go to college. (laughs) This is part of the joy of of doing this is being able to to be flexible with our lives and and live our lives on our timetable and not uh, another's. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think this is a good, this is a good part of it. The other thing you can do too, is use that summer to catch up on something that, you know, you, you didn't finish. So <laughs> we're talking about foreseeing that you're not going to finish. What about that thing you already didn't finish <laughs> this year? This is great. Just, and you can even accelerate maybe during the regular school year, you do math, three times a week mm -hmm. and you didn't quite get through everything. Well, maybe in, in the summer, in the first few weeks of summer, you just do math every day and get that done. Yeah. And then you don't have to you're worry not, you're about not it. doing anything else. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, all these commitments. It's funny as homeschoolers. I mean, for us, definitely our schedule is going to slow down because the parent partnership is going to cease uh, during the summer. But a lot of things stop during the summer. You mm -hmm. know, our, our kids, um, dance classes stop during the summer. Gymnastics will stop as well. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Like you just don't have anything going on after, right. you know, after June. Yeah. You know, we we're doing spring soccer. We're doing a sport. Well, that's, that's going to be ending for the summer. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that even though we're not in the normal public school system, we are still peripherally affected by that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes our summers less busy from a, a classes standpoint, mm -hmm. we obviously have all kinds of other things that we're going to have going on because it's <laughs> summer and the weather's gorgeous, but, or so they tell us it's been a very wet spring. It's been a very wet spring. Um, but yeah, you know, you don't have as many classes and things. So maybe you just like go ahead and go all in and really get this work done and talk to your kids and say, Hey guys, let's really enjoy our summer. Let's work hard for the first you know, few weeks of summer, get all this stuff done, and then we can really be off and give everybody a chance to recharge. I think that's part of, that's part of the beauty of summer, even if you're a public school student, is, is that opportunity to recharge and, and then refocus back in the fall. So, you know, with all of our suggestions, we're not, we're not advocating that you don't get that rest and recharge time. Yeah. More just that, our kids are used to learning all the time with us at home. And now that things are going to be maybe a little bit different during the summer, what are some other ideas to keep that yeah. going? But yeah, I, th yeah, I think that rest and recharge time is important. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't let our jokiness, you know, make you think that you have to do homeschool all year long. You know, absolutely. we're we very loosey, loosey goosey with our schedule sometimes. Well, you'll we, hear, you'll hear next week about our summer schedule yeah. and what we plan to do. Yeah. We're, we're um, not like super, we're just trying to give you lots of ideas. You know, one, one of these things might, spark your interest and be like, wow, man, that, that could really be a good fit yeah, for really, my family. It's like, just pick one, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, try yeah one. please don't do all these um, things. Speaking about picking one and, and, and doing a physical activity, physical activity for the summer, this may be something where you want to have your learner or your learner is excited about something coming up. This is a great time to get a lot of physical activity, whether it's hiking, whether it's trying out a new sport, mm -hmm. finally learning a rollerblade, breaking that, dusting off that unicycle, Whatever it might be. I know that's what Ariel wants to do this summer is learn to do the unicycle. He's totally making that up, y'all. I am so accident prone. I'm not learning anything <laughs> with one wheel. We've already had one broken bone in this house, so we don't need another one this year. You know, sometimes you just don't have the time to really put in the the time you would need to master something. Like, mm -hmm. oh, your your kid really wants to get better at basketball this year so that they can uh, be yeah, better during point. the fall. But improve my dribbling or maybe I want to improve right. my speed or I want to improve my overhand serve or I want to get out on the golf course and work on my short game. Whatever it or is, wanna, you, you get know, time to like I wanna, focus. I want to play frisbee golf or whatever it might be. Yeah, you're right. Like getting the physicality because, you know, a lot of us, it's sound mind, sound body. That was a... A great term that my high school always had um, and because we really pushed athletics we were a small school but almost every kid had some activity that they were doing some club and it tended to be a physical oriented club where you're playing a sport or doing what that so we always talked about sound mind sound body 
And I really like that idea and, I, and getting the kids into sports, getting them into activities where they're, they're challenging themselves, not only physically, but also mentally. Um, there's a lot of mental challenge when you're doing these kind of physical activities, whether it's learning to sustain yourself and the stamina, um, fighting through adversity, um, challenging yourself to become better when there is nobody there to push you. It's just you. Mm -hmm. That is an incredible skill to learn. I, and that was one that I learned playing golf so many years is that nobody's there to tell you to be better. It's just you. And you're either going to challenge yourself to be better or not. And I think I love those type of like intrinsic motivation skills that come with physical activity and physical sports and um, learning something, you know, learning to, to put your body in to do a special skill, whatever it might be. It could be skateboarding. It could be BMX biking. It could be swimming. It could be paddle boarding on the, on the lake. It could be sailing. It could be anything like that, but getting out and physically moving and learning that skill, I think is just an incredible thing. And I think it, it pays forward, um, into other things like, like education, like, like learning, like studying, because those skills kind of apply across the board. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Having that, having that time to get into something that you might not otherwise have time to do, you know, in a, in a sports sense. And because the weather is good, it really allows you to, mm -hmm. to get lots of practice days. Like, you especially, know, if you're golfing, you're going to get a lot of days. Especially if sports are important to you. You know, we know sports and extracurriculars are really important for colleges. They give a lot of opportunities to potentially play sports at the next level. You know, and if our student really likes that type of stuff, I mean, we, we, we joked, I think, in a, a podcast a long time ago, there's a scholarship for fishing at Kansas State University. Yeah, right? like, there's scholarships for all kinds of there's things. There's scholarships for all types of things. So if, you're, if your kiddo really enjoys doing something, there's there potentially might be a scholarship for it. If, and this is a great time. You know, to push yourself when, when, when maybe nobody else is doing it. Being know? ready to being ready yeah. for those fall tryouts. You know, if you're at that level, yeah. you know, your child wants to play at a, at a higher level, you know, yeah, we, try we for AAU and I know I need to compete for that That's spot. Right. I can't just get it because I paid the fee to get in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, in talking about this time to focus, this is also a great time if you want to learn some new, learn a new musical instrument, get into a certain type of art, you know, if you're going to bring in a tutor and yeah, you know, really great. have that time to focus. Maybe your child really needs all that practice time. And during the year, they're just too distracted by all the other classes and things they have going on. Now you can bring in you know, a piano teacher or yeah. whatever it is, and they can really I mean, have that I time. I to spend three hours making you know, dance music uh, with my digital music maker, or I right. get to practice my piano for three straight hours every single day, and nobody's going to bother me. And I can get that practice, and I love that idea, especially if it's a if it's a hobby or skill that your your learner really wants. Maybe it's like drawing. I, I really like the idea of the art because a lot of times art, especially if you have a really good drawer, or you want to get into the digital art, or you want to get into you know composition, different compositions, whether it's like charcoal or or painting or whatever it might be, different mediums. You know, you need the time on paper, you need the time on canvas and, and those type of things don't just come naturally with like one hour a week at a, in a class or an enrichment class. You really need to put the, put the hours, the 10,000 hours in as Gladwell pointed out and, and, um, putting in those hours, you need to put them in and a great time to do it is being a homeschooler in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah, that, I, that's totally true. I, I love that idea. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great time to look towards that, uh, you know, and talking about, you know, putting time into something that you're really interested in coming up with a project for the summer. Oh, yeah. We've got a, a friend who whose son is all about turbines. He wants to study turbines and he wants to do a turbine based water turbine project. 
you know, and that's, they're going to dive into it during the summer. And I think that's great. You know, if you're, if your child has an interest or you as a family want to do a project for the summer, maybe it's a home improvement. Maybe you're going to be building something in the backyard or, um, you know, working on your, uh, family garden together. We did, we did mm-hmm. garden schooling a few weeks back and there's some great ideas there. Whatever it is, you know, if your student wants to choose something that they can really focus all of their energy on, they can really deep dive into it. Yeah, one, one of my favorite things I did one summer was I got a motorcycle in high school. I'm not advising that for anybody, but um, it wasn't running and I was trying to get it to run. Mm-hmm. And I spent the whole, like a month, you know, I got the it was the Campbell's guide or whatever the Haynes guide for it. And I was like opening it up and cleaning out the carburetor and doing all these things. And I'll never forget. It was like two in the morning and I got it to start and I ran off to my parents' room. I'm like, Oh my God, it's running. You guys got to come in. My parents are like rubbing the sleep out of their eyes. It's two in the morning. It's like, what are you doing, Matt? I'm like, Oh, watch, 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 watch. I'm like squirting fuel into the, into the <laughs> carburetor. I'm like, watch. And it just fires up. And I'm like, yeah, it's working. Right. <laughs> I, like, I had a little Anakin moment there in the family. Like, it's working. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I, I still, I still remember that it was so, you know, it was, I persevered when I thought I, you know, I could never do it. And I think a project, like if you want to build a wind turbine out in the backyard, there's a, there's a lot of reward and, and self-confidence that comes with doing a big project like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, you've got the time. Yep. So, you know, we're talking about the backyard a little bit. Um, Talking about focusing on your health, your activity yeah. level, maybe you want to grow your own food, maybe you as a family want to change your activity level and increase that. This is a great time to look for new hobbies you all want to be even do together. Maybe you want to take up stand-up paddleboarding or you want to learn all the local hiking trails in mm-hmm. your area. You want to learn them now so that the rest of the year you've you know, you know where to go, um, really exactly. get out your, you know, state park pass and yeah. visit them all. And th- this is a good time to really put health and activity as a priority because well, the weather is yeah. going to be so great. I absolutely agree. And a lot of times with health and activity, it's all about building good habits and good habits need to be repeated over and over again. So if you're trying to get into that, it's a great time where you don't have much responsibility and you don't have many things to hold you up and, you know, going on a three mile hike every day, you know, it's something you can do in the summer with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you know, be be careful in those southern climates. Maybe go in the morning. <laughs> go early <laughs> we're we're used in the Pacific Northwest to think it's like it's like the most amazing time of year. But you know, so for some of you in the South, it might be the <laughs> the the hottest time of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another idea we had was uh, really taking this as a good you know reflective time to mm-hmm. start doing some journaling. Maybe you want your kids to start keeping a journal or uh, writing to pen pals. There's lots of great ways to get um, pen pals for your homeschoolers. Maybe you want them to start keeping a nature journal. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a good time to kind of say, you know, it's not forever. It's just for the summer. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just keep a journal of this summer or a scrapbook of the summer, of all the things that we did, and then we can look back on it. You know, it's another kind of project, but it's a bit more creative. And especially if you have a child who's hesitant to write. It could be introspective as well. Absolutely. Kind of like breeding that mindfulness, um, writing stories, you know, especially if you have a young budding, you know, writer who wants to do poetry or writing stories or, you know, dare I say writing novels, um, it's a great time to, to dive into that when you have that freedom to create, that freedom to explore your mind, um, sitting out on the, you know, the hammock out back and swinging and thinking of, you know, what is this character going to do today? You know, this type yeah. of thing. Um, writing poetry, things of that nature. It's a really great time to, you know, just kind of dive into that. 
doing some meditation, mindfulness study, things of that nature, listening to thoughtful music, um, that can really bring somebody, you know, a child who maybe is a little bit not as outgoing, maybe doesn't want to play sports, maybe doesn't want to do all this type of stuff, but, you know, wants to work on, you know, exploring the, you know, the vastness of their own mind type of thing. Yeah. That sounds very Did deep. Did you like that? Vastness the, the, of the yeah, mind. that sounded deep. The universe within the brain cells? That sounded the universe like deeper than I was prepared for. Well, All right. Are we going, are we going there? <laughs> We're going to keep going. All right. The world is, is bigger between your ears. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the summer is also... Oh, you're so crazy. <laughs> summer is also a great time to focus on friendships and connection. Oh, yes. I love this one. This is a great time to get together with those friends you don't see often or enough. Or you haven't seen. Haven't or... seen because of the pandemic, but also just... I ha- I have a friend, it's her birthday today, and I, I have not seen her in several months. And it's not because of, of the pandemic necessarily, but I just, we're, I'm just so busy. We're so busy. I have not gotten a chance to go have dinner with this good friend and I feel bad. But summer is just such a great time to reconnect. We're going to go down and visit uh, an old friend of ours this summer mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't seen in a couple of years because of the pandemic. And it's like, this is a great reconnection time. Oh, yeah. You talked about fishing. That's a great time to, you know, have parents and children connect. Maybe this is a great time to have, you know, without other distractions, to have your child renew connection with a spouse that's not the primary homeschool parent. You know, if dad or mom works full time, uh, you know, and usually you're so busy with activities, maybe this is a great time when they get home from work to you know, have them be able to spend this time and, and do, you know, think of some, maybe some interesting connection opportunities. Maybe it's going fishing yep. or uh, doing uh, an activity together. Maybe it's doing a sport or something together that, you know, you can use this time when there are no other classes and other competing priorities to, to give, to focus on connection reconnect with your friends, reconnect with your family over the summer. Yeah. Time to send a Johnny out with grandpa to go to, you know, five baseball games in five days at five different parks. Yeah. Eating good food and stuff, you know, yeah, it's a, whatever it is, you know, you haven't seen grandpa in a couple of years, you know, pandemic, you know, let's go out and see him, you know, that type of thing. Right. You know, destination experiences. I think that's, I think it's one of the big things that I think we're going to be focusing on a lot is a lot of experiences because, you know, things are things. We got stuff. We're trying to get rid of all our stuff. Um, but doing things is fun and having yeah. those great experiences and, and going to see things, I think, is a great thing. And doing that with other people that you care about is, I think, enriching. Right. And what about those all-day play oh, yeah. dates, you know, where you've, you've got friends come over in the morning spend and day, your yeah. kid, the kids spend all day building and, a fort? You know, especially with their younger ones. They maybe have never done that. Like, I'm going right. to drop you off at 8 o'clock. And you're not coming home until six. Right. There's nothing else going on. They can spend that whole day building a fort, playing in a mud kitchen, Mm -hmm. having imaginative all day games. I remember times during the summer where I would spend all day at a friend's house and we would, oh, we got up to all kinds of hijinks, right? Because we were, (laughs) we had that, that extended time to, to play together, be bored together, find something to do together, you know, it's just there's some really magical time and I feel like the rest of the of the year play dates are always done in snippets. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well three hours here. Yeah, hours I'll here, drop yeah. them off until then we'll pick them up later because I gotta go to soccer <laughs> and then you know, whatever. And people are busy. The summer is a time we could maybe relax a bit and do some more, you know, open ended time that, that doesn't have uh as many requirements. Yep. Friendship deep dives. I absolutely agree. That's right. So a, a couple parting things we want to talk about. Uh, nature school, while it's great being outside, 
and maybe you don't have time all year to do a nature curriculum. We really tried to do the Blossom and Root nature curriculum this yeah. year and frankly ran out of time. Um, but they have great nature-based curriculums. Mm-hmm. There's other great Waldorf-based curriculums you can find out there. Maybe this is the time to really explore your local space, uh, do some nature journaling, mm-hmm. go out, learn the trees in your uh, in your area. You know, you can do, obviously you can do nature school at any time, but I feel like it's the thing that gets kind of backburnered. At least it does for us because yeah. we have a lot of other things that we're working on and between math and reading and science and art and social studies, history stuff. And napping three-year-olds. Yeah. Nature sometimes, I mean, we go on a lot of walks, but do do we actually study it? I think sometimes it gets gets shoved aside for higher priorities. So A lot of our outdoor time tends to be destination things, like, oh, we're going to walk to the park, you know, and then walk back from the park. We don't stop along the way and say... You know, pick leaves off of willow bushes and compare them, you know, or right. doing, look at the birds or doing pick, leaf yeah, rubbings leaf or, rubbings or digging up, you know, digging in the soil and picking up worms and stuff. Right. All of that kind of stuff. I think that the summer is a great time to, you know, focus on the time on the area around you should, should be fairly good weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can get out and, and really learn about your, your local area or wherever you end up going. If you end up going, doing some road schooling, you can yeah. do nature in that area. Um, and the last idea was just unschooling. You know, we've mm-hmm. interviewed a lot of unschoolers on the show. So if you want to look back into the archive, we've got, uh, several interviews with unschooling families unschooling is that thing that I, I think it sounds like a really neat idea, but I don't know if I could, would want to really commit to it full time. The summer could be a great time for that though. What if you just said, you know, we're going to have an unschooling summer kids, you're going to do whatever you want to do every day. And, um, and you know, you're maybe you'll strew some things for them that might be interesting or, you know, ask them what they want to learn about. And you're all going to do that. Maybe you can, you know, maybe try it on for size if it's something mm-hmm. that you might be interested in doing long term, or maybe if it's never going to be something for your family. I don't think it's ever going to be something for our family, but I could see us totally doing an unschooling summer and just being like, you know what, we're just going to do this. We have there's no other expectations on us. Let's just unschool, mm-hmm. or for even a month of the summer, let's just unschool. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You so never know what works, clicks. That's right. So anyway, listen to those episodes of unschooling might be something you might be interested in and maybe give it a, a try for the summer. Let us know how it goes. Absolutely. So hopefully this episode helped you maybe develop some new ideas, maybe something in here, one or two little things, you know, kind of sparked your interest and might propel you into a, a fruitful summer. Go back and listen to the earlier episode around, you know, kind of that summer schooling idea. We'll have that linked in the show notes below as well as everything else we talked about today. Um, hopefully that helps you plan out a really fun summer for you, you yeah. and your family. And Let us know if we have not covered an option. Yeah, I, I, I want we want to hear from you. Yeah, space school. That's <laughs> space coming. camp. That's oh, coming. I always wanted to go to space camp. Space school. Yeah, we're going to Mars. Space camp would have been amazing. That would have been pretty cool. I lived by a space center. Kennedy. Yeah, I wait. Yeah. I never got to go, but I always dreamed. But there was that movie in the eighties, right? I worked at Kennedy. Yeah, I worked at the ONC building where they assembled a payload for the shuttle. You know. I could see the VAB out the window. That's pretty cool, Booza. That was pretty darn cool. Two summers there. That was awesome. Anyway, hopefully this helped you. Um, let's end it the way we always do um, with something that we're into. We are into the Where's My Water app. If you have ever played this game, basically it's a puzzle game where there's a shark. No, not a shark. A, uh, a, yeah, a, it's, a it's a crocodile. Crocodile. It's a big thing with teeth. Um, <laughs> 
Listen, right. I have an issue with animals that are larger than me. I'm a pretty big dude, right? I'm 6'6", 300. You know, I'm a big dude. I have issues with animals that are bigger than me. So anything that's bigger than me, it's got big teeth and it's 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 all the same thing. Dangerous. Um, so basically it's a crocodile and he's in a bathtub and he desperately needs to take a bath. And what you have to do is get the water to him. And they have all these different, you know, ways to do that. We, you know, the water's being shot out of a cannon or it's stuck up in a well and you got to dig your way through. And there's always these puzzles. Sometimes there's plants there that will eat up all your water. Sometimes there's acid that if it even touches the water, all the, the, all the water becomes acid and you'll burn your little crocodile in his bathtub. Our daughter has been really playing this game. Right. Now, she, th- this is really showing me the, the intrinsic interest around um, you know, young learners, she, you know, the first few times she played it, it was kind of a little tough. She was having to figure it out and everything it was really challenging. A couple more times I had to help her through some tough spots where she just couldn't figure it out. Man, that girl now is, she can sit there for an hour and she will solve these puzzles. And what's cool about the puzzles is not just like what is on the screen. Sometimes these puzzles can scroll, like she'll have to scroll the screen and figure out the puzzle like okay. she's like plan out what she's yeah, going to do I've, before she does it i've got to get the water here i then gotta like drain the acid here and then i've got to then create a new path so the water goes there and meanwhile you have these little uh, mile posts I, I call them they're little rubber duckies mm-hmm. and if the water touches the rubber ducky it fills it up like a bathtub and then it pops and you have earned that rubber ducky and so along the way there are these rubber ducky mile posts where you get extra points and it adds to your star rating at the end of the game you know, it's just more challenge. It just makes it more challenging. She does really well at this. Yeah, she's committed to getting the rubber duckies. She's committed to getting the rubber duckies and she's committed to getting that, that crocodile his bath. Swampy. His name Swamp- is Swampy. Swampy. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm screwing up all the names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, she, she'll sit there and what's funny about it is she turns the audio off in the settings. So she doesn't have to listen to like, you know, there's like music and stuff in place. So she can listen to her audio books on YouTube, on the iPad while she's playing you know where's my water and she's solving these puzzles while listening to this audiobook it's very stimulating this is kind of her new kind of quiet time she kind of like goes now between playing legos and doing the ipad game and she loves it she'll sit there for an hour and really thoughtfully do these challenges she'll fail she'll replay the the level she'll try it again she'll try it again she'll try it again because i showed her a few times like okay if you don't get it you just hit re- replay and it resets it and you can try try it again. Man, she I her her problem solving skills are just like going through the roof on this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I was playing games with her earlier today, I was like, wow. You know, she's really was yeah. figuring things out. Yeah, she's um, actually thinking about, you know, achieving the goal. Yeah, it's a really great logic puzzle game. There are some I, I believe there is ability for like in app purchases in that, that one. Off, yeah. So uh, yeah, just make sure that you turn that off in your settings if you have like an iPad. Uh, it's a Disney game, so you know, there's nothing else bad in there or anything, but I think there is opportunity maybe for in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. So just be be cautious about that, so but we really like it. Where's my water app game? And there's uh, a where's my water and where's my water too. So if you're, I don't know if our daughter is ever going to get that far, but <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyway, we'll link that in the show notes below. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's a kind of an older game. So hopefully you, you've heard about it. Try it out. Let your do do some puzzles. It's actually very cute, nice graphics, and very fun to do. So, where's my water? Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. 
We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!